Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, guiding you through the world of international franchising, one interview at a time. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. For Julianne James, the founder and CEO of baby swimming concept Aquababies, franchising is about so much more than just revenues. Her international education business has taught thousands of toddlers and babies how to swim, and as a result has made swimming pools and even tiny bodies of water a safe place for families to enjoy. To extend this holistically positive cause, Julianne also recently launched PABS Consulting, which is leading the charge in helping other businesses to develop and grow their own children's swimming brands. On this episode of the podcast, we dive deep into Julianne's long journey towards the launch of PABS Consulting, and why she believes that children-centric swimming concepts remain a smart investment in today's franchise landscape. Hi, Julianne. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm doing wonderful. And you? I'm great, thank you. And thanks very much for joining us, especially where you're based in Australia at the minute. Bit of a time difference there. But yeah, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on the podcast. No, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here and thanks for the invitation. So if we start then by kind of focusing on the general um, aspect of the, the Aquababies brand, why do you think that, especially now, you know, on the hopeful tail end of a pandemic that um, baby swimming schools remain a really smart investment for entrepreneurs in this landscape? Well, operating a baby swimming business is is not only just a rewarding career path, it's an ever-increasing number of babies that are being born each year. So there's always going to be a continuous stream of, of new customers. So, and the awareness for water during COVID especially, you know, swimming's been proven to be COVID safe. So, you know, it's one of those sports that is definitely a skill for life. So the market's growing every day. Right, okay. Um, And you've obviously been teaching babies and toddlers to swim for over 30 years by this point, so quite a a storied career. Um, I was curious how that journey began. How did you get into the world of baby swimming schools and what have been some of the the key milestones along your career? Well, it's a fascinating journey. Um, I, I did start, I've always had a swimming background. I was a competitive swimmer, swimming four hours a day. Even from the age of 7 to 12, I used to train those hours. So it gave me a real passion and dedication and, and, you know, I really wanted to know more. So when I was young, I started as a young surfy girl and I was travelling through other countries. And one of the countries in Bali, I noticed that mums had their little babies in a sling while they're washing their clothes and these babies were bouncing around and in water slings. And I found that fascinating. They were, they were very contented. Obviously, the water was cool and soothing, but... I thought, how's that possible? There's, there's, you know, I've, I've taught children before and they, sent, they seem to be so relaxed. So I wanted to know more. I was teaching disabilities at the time too. So it, I learned a lot about teaching babies uh, through touch and applying different knowledge in that way. But still, in those days, there wasn't any internet, showing my age slightly now. <laughs> so therefore, my, my resources were limited. Off I went. I decided to leave Australia as a young backpacker on a mission to search baby swimming around the world. I travelled for nine years, uh, which sounds quite a lot, but I was addicted to learning uh, information. I found, for example, I'd find a lecturer in Switzerland and I'd fly to Switzerland. He would lecture on responses and reflexes and how that affected aquatic activities. So I arrived in the UK in 1990 as a backpacker with all this knowledge and applied a concept that I learnt while I was travelling. So this was considered a new style of teaching. And voila, I went from three pools to 40 pools in three years on my own. So that demonstrates the success of the model that I created. And I think it's not bad for a businesswoman in a new country on her own. I think I did quite well. 
Yeah, no, definitely. The, especially leaving Australia and uh, traveling the world. That's not something I'm sure a lot of people could do. Yeah. Particularly for nine years. That's quite a, quite a journey. I know it does. It's just, uh, I mean, I had a lot of things, you know, traveling and, and visiting countries and having other jobs in between, but my main passion was to research. And so I was lucky enough to be able to apply that in many, many countries and having the hands-on case studies, you know, teaching all different nationalities around the world. I found that, you know, that was a, a part of inclusion too really makes you realise that we all have the right to learn to swim and, and that all babies are so natural in the water. It was, it was fascinating. I, I was very lucky. And, of course, the, the Aqua Babies concept, I mean, just based off what you said there, you know, it's very much a, a passion-driven thing rather than purely revenues from a franchising point of view. Um, and I think that's really reflected in the kind of holistic approach that it seems you guys take to water activities where, you know, you're very aware of um, the the philosophy behind baby uh, swimming education and you don't believe is it in, uh, in incorporating the mammalian diving response this idea that all babies can naturally hold their breath um, could you kind of unpack a little your your education philosophy when it went into designing the aqua babies course yeah well it has it, i have to be honest it has changed over the years because i've learned a lot as well so i'm always updating my knowledge i think that's quite important for any any teacher of any any type but when you're dealing with babies uh, you know a lot of education has been updated, revised. So my philosophy is based upon various teaching styles. I de- developed a multifunctional approach to teaching. So working with disabilities taught me sensory gentle techniques. Now we know learning by play and exploration is a, a great way to learn. So I still believe in applying structure and non-structure as well. So there's four components to develop an educational program. So that's not only, it is not only for the benefit of the parent and child and teacher, but it also becomes a business model. We want to retain happy customers. So after years, many years of teaching, I identified that parents still want some structure. They need a little bit of help to understand, you know, we've got their little precious babies. What are our aims? What are our objectives? So why do they react the way they do? So my teaching curriculum uh, allows the teachers to apply their creative flair but it's still based on facts. For example, the, the diving reflex and other reflexes, I find that subject fascinating. So, for example, Kieran, did you know that every single person is born with two reflexes related to animals? So we've got the amphibian reflex and the mammal reflex. So swimming is related to natural instincts. Well, not many people know that. No, no, it wasn't something I was aware of. Yeah, so... But but what I believe is not to rely on these reflexes. Every child's individual. You know, once upon a time, people believed that because they've got this reflex, they like to be dunked underwater. Well, that's simply not the case. Swimming is not about going underwater, although it can be part of the water confidence if taught correctly. But I've learned we need to communicate with the child. We need to ask permission. For example, if they don't like getting their face wet, they're not going to like to go underwater, are they? We've got to listen. We've got to learn. A happy baby, happy parent. Happy business. Right. And that's something you've seen, I suppose, when growing the business internationally is that this um, this holistic happiness focused approach rather than a more reflexive approach, I suppose, is uh, is really working because Aqua Babies is now uh, a really global brand in you know countries like China, Turkey, Indonesia. Um, and I was curious whether there were any challenges in introducing the concept to new markets. You know, is this philosophy that you base the brand upon, has that worked worldwide or have there been different kind of approaches that you need to take for different kinds of markets? 
uh, definitely different approaches. I'm, I'm really adapting to cultural differences has been a huge learning curve. I, I love working with different cultures. I think we've always got something to learn from each other. But I found that a lot of countries were influenced by the media, you know, underwater photos, radical rolling over techniques. So introducing safety programs to me was a priority. I was invited to open the first educational baby swim school in China in 2008 and I represented the UK, I'm a tutor for the UK Swimming Teachers Association. So when I went to China to introduce this qualification, it was difficult to convince companies that qualifications are necessary. You know, education was a must. And I think it was really, really difficult because I think my expectations for me were high. Some people thought I was going to be teaching babies butterfly, for example. Um, (laughs) Another example is when I went to Turkey, the first baby swimming school there in 2011, the grandparents had a big influence on, on, because they looked after the children. So they believed that babies must wear socks in the water or they'd get a kidney chill. So I found that swimming with knitted woolen socks on was not ideal. But I had no choice but to compromise. I can't. That's a tradition. That's a belief. So I can teach and adapt that and then provide more educational programs that eventually that will sway their, their decisions to, to upgrade. I'm a tutor for two governing bodies, you know, the UK and ASTA, Swim Australia. So it's all based on health and selfie guidelines, quality training programs for planning, teaching, assessing, evaluating. It's, it's important, you know, that I adapt my business model to include qualifications. So, you know, my, my curriculum has proven to be successful because it's a combination of, you know, quality and, and premium quality, actually. That's why, you know, to me, that's important. Right. And um, as well as some of the changes in the, the way that Aquababies operates, um, are there any kind of different types of investors or franchisees that you encounter in different countries that they, they're getting into the industry for different reasons? Or is it generally this... Um, very positive, you know, uh, safety-focused swimming educational drive that they want to make sure that families are equipped with this knowledge um, to to be able to enjoy water with their children. I think it's um it does vary from country to country. For example, in China now the the franchise concept's gone crazy. I mean that there's you know a lot of people wanting to franchise, although a lot of people wanting to have their own brand too. But you know, just buying a franchise, you need to be able to be adaptable. So, for example, a lot of people, you can't just buy a swimming pool and expect it to succeed. You need strategies. You need strategies based on experience, expertise, rolling business models. For example, I have a point of difference where I've also created other programs, Parent and Baby Aquafit, which have been endorsed by several governing bodies. I have Parent and Baby Spa. Just, you know, having a strategy that you can always have a point of difference to offer something new to be able to be in competition. So that's important too. You know, some some countries, uh, they, they want to be a lot uh, – it's it's quite new, you know, so they're a little bit more nervous and not that aggressive sell-sell. They're more more interested in the health properties. So, and once again, every country is different. You really got to look at the, the model and, and apply it to the culture. Yeah, but it seems like it's definitely been adaptable enough to where you've been able to do that in multiple countries. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's 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 one of my expertise, you know. It's, it's listening, learning, and, and, and creating a model that suits – you know the business investor yeah and i suppose that's honed by all the all the traveling you did in your early career is allowed you to see how all these different countries operate with regards to um well both baby swimming but also probably just business and franchise development yes exactly i've really noticed um you know i was 
originally when I arrived in the UK, you know, I, I was really one of the pioneers and I, I, I grew organically, you know, so to go from three pools to 40 pools, I had a lot to learn as well, you know, so that, that was in the United Kingdom. Now we have lots of franchises in the United Kingdom and, and many countries have, but, you know, the UAE, it's still quite new, you know, I have a franchise in Jordan, but, you know, we, we're still planning to expand and obviously COVID has stopped a lot of expansion, but I am positive for the future, you know, I think. It's something that we can always give back to the community. It's a life skill. Yeah, for sure. Um, would you say that the UK is, I mean, it's by sheer number of locations, it's probably the the primary focus for Aquababies, isn't it? The way that the business is set up, would you say that initially it was kind of designed for the UK market or was it Australia or where where was Aquababies kind of focused? Well, I, I'm Australian, but I, I grew uh, as a training for many years. I adapted the model originally to UK, but I did leave the UK, you know, much earlier because it became quite a competitive market. Three of the leading companies actually stem from my techniques. For example, I worked in a hotel chains, you know, the Marriott Hotel. I introduced the first baby swimming concept to the Marriott's in 1993. Uh, and so I went from one day a week, five hours a day to generating really big secondary income from the hotel chains. Now every single hotel chain has baby swimming companies in there. So I as you have established, I didn't create it to be a competitive model, although I'm a very good businesswoman now. So, you know, when, when the UK become popular, I decided to explore the world. So I'm not really based so much in the UK anymore. I'm mainly based in Asia and and um, in Turkey, actually, actually trading in 10 countries now. But yeah. And if we could talk a little more about something you mentioned earlier that I imagine a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners are quite tired of speaking about. The um, the coronavirus pandemic this year has obviously been you know debilitating for a lot of industries. But you'd mentioned that swimming is a, a very COVID safe activity. Um, I was curious off the back of that, how Aquababies has been affected by the pandemic this year. I imagine there's been in certain countries closures, but have you been able to reopen a lot of centres at the minute? What's that kind of looking like? Well, it's been stagnated. I mean, it's like everybody, it's been a really ch- extremely challenging year because my uh, franchisees are qualified with the Australian and English qualifications, which have had different reopening strategies at different times. For example, I have four franchises in Thailand, and so they were able to open much earlier. I have franchises in Indonesia that could open but then had to close, the same as the UK, same as Australia. So I've had to really support my franchises by keeping up to date with the different COVID safe policies, regulations, risk assessments. That's my role. But I also have to be, as a business owner, you have to be resilient adaptable and flexible so I've had to apply these qualities to review my business plan to put my lateral thinking head on you know by utilizing my creative flair and imagination though I've decided to come up with online training systems for them so now I can adapt my training programs and I've come up with new lesson plans new resources and I've been able to put that online so without diluting the quality so you know we all have to be adaptable yeah and I'm lucky to and it's important to support your franchises. It's crucial to invest in workshops and developing knowledge. We'll let them grow, but it also lets them know that you care. We have to update, you know? Yeah. And um, as well as being quite a challenging year, it also seems like it's been quite an exciting one uh, personally for you because you recently launched, uh, was it PABS Consulting, the premium aquatic business strategies? Yeah, that's um, What kind of led to the creation of that consultancy and what services do you offer to businesses to help them build their baby swimming schools? See, um, I have been a consultant for many years, but mainly on baby swimming. So I wanted to offer more. The catalyst was launching PABS 
uh, was COVID, really. When you're faced with an unprecedented pandemic, you have to have a create a business, another plan B, a contingency plan. So problem solving and decision making, making are closely related. So when you decide to to launch a new company, you have to run, you have to really follow that through. So, you know, it's also a component of evolving personally as a businesswoman to capitalize on my expertise. So I've now collaborated with world's leading aquatic uh, uh, pioneers themselves. So we offer a variety, three different branches actually. So we've got swimming and we've also got aqua fitness. So I'm dealing with this aqua fitness revolution before COVID. So more and more companies are offering water-based fitness programs to generate, to increase pool time tables. Again, to generate additional revenue streams. But new concepts like aqua pole, aqua step, aqua bike, aqua boxing. So I've teamed up with swimming and then aqua fitness, but also the third part of the component is health and well-being programs. So we've got aqua yoga for adults, aqua yoga for parent and child, which is completely new, bonding, well-being programs. I consider activities, aquatic activities should be part of the health and well-being sector. So that's something I'm working on and I'm working with tried and tested models. Um, so people want to be associated with premium brands. You know, working with expert, experts and mentors can really, to offer a variety of programs can be important for a company to to evolve in that way. So we could offer two different ways. You can either outsource, so we provide external providers that can, if you, your company doesn't have the capacity to handle the administration, you can use external companies. Or in-house, we can offer to run programs where you, we train your staff with with ongoing workshops under a consultancy um, umbrella, really. So, you know. Right. And um, is um, is the work that PABS Consulting does, is that uh, kind of focused around converting other brands to Aquababies or is it more using the expertise that you've acquired from Aquababies and helping other businesses to build their own brand through that? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more to help other businesses. For example, you know, like hotels and gyms, a lot of, and, and other swimming companies, they sometimes, you know, they're not utilizing pool, their pool with a full timetable with a variety of programs. So a lot of gyms and hotels, you know, they, they, it costs a lot of money to run these pools. So we want to, as a consultancy company, company come in to help them generate, to grow it into a, you know, a, a revenue stream, an ongoing continuous revenue stream. So Aquababies can be a part of that. If, if the pool's not warm enough, for example, to run baby swimming, then we can add aqua fitness. There's, there's so many ways to, to grow an aquatic business by offering premium quality programs. Right. And of course, people can then look to you and know that it is a, a very reliable um, consultancy because of your lengthy career within the industry. You are kind of the go-to expert, I suppose, by this point. Yeah. And I, I've been a keynote speaker in um, for a lot of aqua fitness conventions because the new program I created, which is Parent Baby Aquafit, uh, you know, that's something that involves a different technique again. So I was a keynote speaker in Florence last year and Portugal as well. Uh, people are just, you know, interested in what can we do to change? What can we do to offer more? You know? Yeah, well, that's great to hear that the industry as a whole is evolving, not just obviously with the coronavirus, but wanting to make the experience as um, positive as possible for families, but also people investing in the space. Um, well, thank you very much for your time today, Julianne. It's been really great hearing about not just aqua babies, but also, you know, the wider baby swimming industry. It's not it's not an industry I was particularly aware of, especially the things like, you know, the, the natural... Um, 
abilities that babies have with regards to that so yeah yeah, uh, best of luck with the consultancy as well hopefully as we move into the new year that'll really pick up and um hope you uh hope you have a great end to this year thank you so much kieran thanks thanks for the opportunity Julianne's career in the baby swimming space has had a a really natural trajectory with her starting out by traveling and researching, founding an international franchise concept and now offering her expertise as a consultant for other brands looking to follow in the Aquababy's footsteps. It was great to get an insight into that journey, um, which will hopefully either mirror or inspire the journeys of other entrepreneurs. I was surprised to hear just how varied the Aquababy's concept was depending on which country it operated in especially uh, the idea that um, babies needed socks when swimming in Turkey. While that might seem absurd to certain countries, it provides a a really key example of why adaptation is important when entering new markets. If Julianne had chosen to ignore this cultural differentiator, then Aquababies may not have been the international brand it is today. We'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Have you ever had to adapt your brand in a particularly novel way to suit local tastes? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.